edition of the Copcast podcast. Shit just got real. 5-1 at home to Arsenal at an absolute canter. Some of the most entertaining football that we've seen this season. And to talk through that and the biggest game of the season so far away at the Etihad, I've got Imara Naz in London. How are you feeling tonight, Imara? Fantastic. What can you say after that win yesterday? Just brilliant. Well, you may find something to say because we've got an hour to talk about it. I hope so. Otherwise, we'll be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also got a Dave Karen in Brazil. Dave, are you on cloud nine? Is it Thursday yet, Dave? Is it Thursday yet? I want it to be Thursday. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting, isn't it? <laughs> oh, fuck. Top of the world, lad. Top of the world. Good. Good. So, um... Guys, let's just get straight into it um, because there's loads and loads to talk about and because everybody's having such a nice time at the minute. Um, so, Umar, this team continues to make fools out of everyone. Um, they said they couldn't defend. Um, they said they'd give you a goal. They said we were no good at set pieces. They said we can't control games. They said we have no in-game management. They said we weren't snide enough. They said that we were well there four three three and only knew one way how to play. Are you now feeling like you can actually rely on this Liverpool team? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, all those things that you just said, uh, which a couple of us forgotten. <laughs> there were examples of all of them yesterday. The snide thing, I can think of um, uh, Lovren going down pretty easy. I mean, I had to rewind it a couple of times to see whether he was actually pushed or not. It wasn't a hands push. It was more like an arm push. So, yeah, he went down like a ton of bricks, which was fabulous. So a little bit of snide in there. We can rely on the team now with the in-game management. We've seen that. It's not the kind of all guns blazing approach from last year, a bit more practical. And I think Klopp's mentioned that in his interviews that we've had to be a bit more practical this year and think about things a little bit differently. Um, defensively, it's just been a complete turnaround. Conceded yesterday, which was slightly annoying, but <laughs> that was the only thing. Arsenal go home with the we scored first at Anfield in 2018 trophy, though, so that's fabulous for them. Um because <laughs> we hadn't we, we hadn't we hadn't gone behind Anfield all year, so that was annoying to to give that up in the last um, on the last day of the season. But anyway, who cares? Because the rest was just brilliant. The five goals. I mean, going behind as well, um, t- scoring two in quick succession and getting back onto it was just the, the best response you could possibly hope for. Firmino, um, who we've sometimes criticised recently for not being Maybe his best, but he was back to his best yesterday. Um, the first two goals were his in a couple of minutes he scored. A little bit lucky for the first one. Maybe I think it ricocheted off every single person in the Arsenal defence. But who cares? You have to make your own luck. They didn't give up. They kept running for the ball and eventually uh, Firmino hit it in the back. And the second one was just too too brilliant, actually, to, to, to say anything about. He had three Arsenal players on their arse quite... Um, Nice. Um, and then, you know, just the rest of the goals as well. Salah's penalty, Alisson's amazing pass. Wow, I just that was just something out of this world. Um, I'm, I'm sure Dave's happy with Alisson now because I know he doesn't like Brazilian goalkeepers. <laughs> but I hope he's convinced him. Um, Man should be yeah, credited and- with an assist. For that, for that pass, it should be. It should well, be an it's assist. not the first time. Yeah, it's not the first time this season. But anyway, I think it's called a hockey assist, isn't it? <laughs> if it's the the second or third one before. But 
either way, it's just we haven't seen that kind of distribution for a long time, and it's just pinpoint accuracy, which is the best part. Um, Mane also got in on the act. Um, that was a, a brilliant goal as well. That pass from Andy Robertson was it to Salah, and then first touch pass in to Mane, just fantastic. And I think it was just great mentality. It kind of shows that they can deal with the mental demands of it going behind to Arsenal. I know. I think the way that Arsenal played yesterday, we, we expected that in the first game when we played them at the Emirates, but maybe being at home had a different effect on them. But I think. Th- this is more what we were expecting then, you know, a dodgy defence, although they had a good attack, but we even stifled their attack yesterday. I mean, there was stats, everyone, you must have seen them about Aubameyang having only like 12 touches or 13 touches, half of them were from the kickoff. So it, we just completely nullified them. That first goal, like I said, slightly annoying, but you know what, like I said, you can't complain the way that the team bounced back after that and Klopp's always talking about a reaction and that's exactly what they showed because when that first one went in by Arsenal I was like oh okay maybe because I was more worried about this game than possibly the City game I know that sounds weird but I thought this was going to be tight I didn't think we would lose it but I thought it would be hard and it was hard even though the 5-1 scoreline suggests otherwise I think um, again Klopp uh, said in his post-match interview it was a lot tougher than um the scoreline suggests so it was just all the things that you said in the beginning when you asked me the question is exactly what Liverpool are doing at the minute and they're doing it so well um uh, long may it continue because you know you do kind of think there's ultimately going to be some kind of dip in the season just never want it to come though (laughs) it's just um brilliant at the moment the way the team's playing um and yeah just thrashing them at home on the last day of this year and then it just gives you a nice kind of springboard for 2019 hopefully it will continue and then obviously the massive game we've got coming up on Thursday against City which will which will possibly define the season well that's that's about the height of it isn't it um it's a big one coming up and I know what you're saying about the uh the Arsenal game almost feeling more important because you really need to be going into that that game on Thursday night with a real sense of momentum and a real sense of um, feel-good factor in the dressing room. And now we've absolutely got that. Yeah. So I'm sure City will be would have been shitting themselves. <laughs> Pep would have been. I don't know about the team, but I'm sure they'll be thinking, wow, they just stuffed one of the best teams in the, in the Premier League. OK, maybe they're not going th- uh, through a, a, a brilliant patch at the minute, but still, Arsenal are a top team with some top players. So... It's, and it's fantastic that it's come just a couple of days before the City game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we talk about Arsenal's leaky defence um, and and how the, the players injured, etc. But no one's done that to them this season. Um, City haven't done that to them. Chelsea didn't do that to them. Um, Spurs did that to them in the cup, but again, it was it's not quite the same as it in the Carling Cup. So um, it, it, it does put that that into perspective and Dave um, the man who really did get us back into the game was was Bobby Firmino and I know you're as big a fan if not bigger than I am and it shows you what it shows you what a goal can do for a player's confidence like he can't miss that first goal and then two minutes later he goes and does that he goes and decides that he's Lionel Messi Um how important do you think his performance was? Do you think he's back to his best? And did anyone else 
on the on the pitch um, against Arsenal have the same impact he had on that match? I could argue with Aldam on that one, Dave. To be honest, we'll come to that in a minute. But you were t- well, so would I, to be honest. But that's, <laughs> I'm glad that you said that. But carry on. No, and I understand fully why Bobby gets man of the match and and all the rest. And, and as you say, that second goal, Dave, it's it shows you what just a tap in with well, the confidence he got of scoring a goal. You know, it was I was actually watching it. I watched the stream of it yesterday just for English commentary, and uh, you know they opened up. I think it was the NBC I had. And they opened up with, you know, Firmino hasn't scored all season at Anfield. I'm like, oh, right, okay, there's... I didn't actually realise that. Um, he'd scored in the Champions League, I think, for uh, against PSG, if I recall correctly. But, you know, that first goal, couldn't miss it, ricocheted about. It was like a pinball machine, and uh, luckily ricocheted off him. But he did the, the no-look finish. But the second one, Dave, and I think it was just the confidence of that tap-in gave him the confidence to go on and do You know, he's been growing week on week. We've seen a change in him. Um, this last few weeks he is getting back is he at his best? No, there's still more to come I think um, he's, he's not the, the version we had last season uh, there's still a bit more to go but the signs are good as I say the second one was just pure class I think that's the, that's, that's the best way to describe it and given it was 90 seconds you know, 90 seconds from 1-0 down to 2-1 up um, it's, 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 it's excellent like, it, it truly is it's a real basis for, for, for building um, you know, we can fall behind now there's no fear in it and you know, I think I put into our group you know, well it's only 11 minutes more or less saying you know, we're, we're going to come back here um, n- you know, never really a doubt uh, and, and we terrified them like, that's Arsenal and Arsenal have been going we terrified them we traumatised them um, you know, and then you have, you know, he says, is there a better player on the pitch? Well, there was, because it was Genie Juan Aldum. And, you know, he's sort of been the un- unsung hero. Um, and I was given out about him, maybe two or three pods, about, you know, maybe not pulling the trigger and whatnot. But, Jesus, what a performance that was. And, you, you know, it's, it's, it's almost Didi Haman-esque. You know, you never notice the good stuff that he's doing. He's mopping up so much stuff there. Um minimum fuss he's getting himself involved a little bit better around the box as well and you know I, I think he's really 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 cementing that place in, in, in Klopp's best 11 because like, like let's be honest they, they all have a job especially in the midfield of, of, of being Klopp's you know go to for the, the big games where we get into the you know the Champions League later stages and whatnot. you, you know I, I think when Aldams is go to man Dave but he was exceptional and I say I understand Bobby getting the man of the match uh, he, he got a hat trick and and you know, as I say, first goal lucky, second was immense, and his performance was superb. And he seems to have developed a, a turn of pace as well. Like he, the minute he turned on that ball and got onto it, no one's catching him. And you know, it's, it's not something we maybe remark on too much is, is the pace of Firmino, but I think he showed it. But again, for me, I, I, I wish Genie had got man of the match, Dave. Well, you know, I think in any other game, um, if, 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 actually, I think if Salah doesn't give Firmino that penalty, I think he probably does get man of the match, um, which you know just goes to to show the the quality in his performance. And I agree do, with does you. that type he, of performance get a man of the match in the Premier League, Dave? You, you know what I mean? Because that that's hard graft that that lad does. He does that. He does a, the dirty hard work, and and that sometimes goes totally unappreciated in the in, in the English Premier League. It's a funny one, Dave, because. The Premier League for a long time now has been selling stars. It's been selling goal scorers and creative players and players with big personalities. And, um, you know, 
the, the Ronaldos and the Rooneys and the Shearers and the Keynes and the Andy Coles and the Michael Owens of this world. And, and that's what the Premier League does. It's a brand and it'll, it'll use certain players to, to brand itself uh, and to sell itself around the world. And football's very much like that these days. You know, look at look at United signing Paul Pogba. That's just done, as, done for as much commercial value as it is for the quality of the footballer. So, no, is the answer to your question. He's not, but that doesn't detract from the role that he plays in that side. Um, and I think he's probably... Klopp's first midfield pick at the minute, I would say. Just because he wasn't man of the match by whoever picked him doesn't mean I've seen a lot of people really recognising his um, performance yesterday. So who cares who actually does get the man of the match? It's just from Sky or BT Sport, whoever. But I think really the fan base have got, are really on board with Wijnaldum now. There are a lot of people who are in the beginning not sure about what he did. And, uh, you know, he, he's a ghost. That was another term used about him and that he just didn't do anything. But I think now people are really getting on board with the fact that he is one of the best players and he's consistent. It's not just he's not doing it once in a while. He's doing it pretty much every week now. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so I suppose that brings us on to something I, I noticed in the game. And, and for the first time, um, the first time this season, um, I saw a team that was able to fluidly move between two or three distinct formations within a match um, and probably worked well because we didn't quite know what Arsenal were going to do. Were they going to come at us and, and turn it into a game, game of tennis or or were they going to sit back? Like It looked like they might with the lineup that they picked and playing the counter. We weren't to know that Maitland-Niles was going to play that high up the pitch. Um, but I saw a side that, that went 4-3-3, gung-ho at them um, from the start. Um, and then flick back into that four-two-three-one that we've seen. I saw four-four-two when Henderson came on, albeit very briefly. Um, we've seen the four-two-two-two within there. And what we have, Umara, is we've got a side that not only is able to do that, but they're able to do it off their own bat. They're able to manage the game in that manner, and I think it's assisted very much by the recruitment that Klopp has has made so far. And you talked about Wijnaldum there. He's one that, that can play in a number of different positions. Um, Fabinho is not just that sitting, holding midfielder. He's someone that can roam forward um, and, you know, get to, we've seen him get to the byline and, and, and make goals for Salah. Um, Kaida looks like he could do that as well. Firmino's probably perfect for it, the way he can drop deep and lead the line. But Shaqiri Umara, it looks like he's finally gained the manager's trust to go and tactically adapt himself to that style of football. Do you think... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I remember... Uh, I can't remember which match it was now where he was hooked at half-time. And, and Klopp said that that was the best 45 minutes I've seen him play. But I think there was a tactical issue there. Um, I can't remember which game it was now, but I think that Klopp was pretty much saying he wasn't doing his job I at the other end f- of the pitch. We're three or four up as well at halftime. Was that was part of I the... I think it was... Was it Southampton? I, I think it was Southampton at home. I think it was. And I think that was, you know, obviously he was new to the role then as well. But now you can see that he's, this is the thing, Klopp's um, now built his own team. This is, he's 
bringing in these players and it's going to take him a little while to learn. I mean, to, to be fair, if Shakiri's already learned it, he's learned it pretty quick. Some players take even longer. And where you're talking about the the formations changing, it's quite hard sometimes to to see what they are playing. And like we said on the last spot, it's good because it's unpredictable. The teams maybe opponents aren't sure what we're doing but I remember him saying in a, an interview after a game last season um, that basically the centre-backs stay where they are everyone else is interchangeable they all then cover each other and move around so that's just I think that's what he was always trying to that was his kind of ideal scenario is to get the players to play like that so if one moves here and, want, and change formations in as and when they need to when they're defending when they're attacking um, and I think that's what's made us better this season. Whereas last season we were doing the f- the four three three, and it was pretty much a similar thing every week. Now the players can they know what their role is. They've learned how to do it. They know what what they where they need to be. If one person moves, the other person stays, or whatever. However, it is that he's got them set up, and he's always screaming orders from the side of the pitch. Anyway, I don't think he hardly sits down. I mean, I know there's a lot of managers who kind of you know sit back on their chair, but he's always screaming at them, even when they're winning. So he's always looking at that tactical their tactical formation, what they're doing, what, where they need to be, whether or not who. Um, like I said, if the fullbacks are up, then Mane will cover Robertson or whatever Whatever the situation is. That's how he's now got them playing. And I, that's been the difference this season, I think. Dave, Shakiri has really started to embed himself in that team now. Um, I wasn't convinced, to be honest. Um, I didn't see that. I didn't see that drive and that determination in him. Um, but what do you think? What do you think he's brought because he looked so busy. Dave, I'll tell you, what, what he's brought is just a complete headache for, for oppositions. And, you know, it's bad enough that they have the three, our front three, to deal with. But you've got this guy who is so creative, um, can pick a pass out of nowhere, presses like a madman, uh, you know, will we'll cover the yards for you um, w- without thinking. You know, I remember, I think it was the first pod I did we used this season, and, and it was a case basically of saying... He looked like a player at that stage who was determined to force himself into this side. And, and at that stage, we didn't know just how good he was going to be. And, and you know, he's, he's just continued in that trajectory. And it's got to the point, Dave, honestly, you know, we've seen it now. It used to be against a lesser team. Shaq would have been thrown in. There he was against Arsenal. And a very, like, let's, let, let's be honest, you know, you've, you've touched on it earlier on about the importance of that game. You know, we needed that game to go into City. Uh, we needed to win that game, and, and Klopp trusts him now. I think that that, that is, is is a major point, and and that trust has been earned um, through his performances. Um, you know, Um's alluded to it there. Um, you know, he was hooked at halftime. It was nothing to do with his performance. It was it was sheerly tactical, and you know, the guys come in. He's bought into that. He he's 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 not complained when he's been hooked at halftime because he's been praised clearly. Um, he sees the bigger picture. There's, there's, there's something that we are on here this season. I don't think it stops with ambitions of winning the league. Um, I really don't. And, and you know, it's like how far our players and, and and staff have been asked, how far can you go? As far as we want. And as I say, I just get the feeling at the moment that our ambitions don't end with 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 you know, potentially winning the, the the Premier League this season. I think it goes much beyond that. And and Shakiri. That, and that type of player, and Naby Keita, you know, you mentioned him as well. We haven't seen a great deal of him. Certainly, we haven't seen the best of him. 
Um, you know, he, he's obviously going to take a little bit longer to settle. Fine, no problem. Sometimes it takes a second season uh, for, for, for them to see the best. But at this moment in time, we're not panicking over that, that he's not come out and he's been the player that he was at Leipzig. Because Shaq um, has, has been so exceptional. And, you know, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful dilemma to have going into the second half of a season. Um, and did you see, sorry, did you um, hear what he said about Klopp, Shakiri this week? Probably telling you everything you need to know. Yeah. I don't well, know if you read it. Is it I did read it. Yeah, uh, remind me, though, I, I know it was glowing yeah. praise. He was said, Klopp impresses me so much that I say I want to win the title for this man. So that kind of tells you everything. He's really bought into... What, whatever it is that Klopp's selling him. Well, <laughs> to be honest with you, Klopp, Klopp's a pretty convincing it. character. You know, he's very Yeah, he is. How, how did you not know, follow him? to say it like that. that he, yeah, the the fact that he's boiling the piss of all our opposition fans tells you everything you need to know about Jurgen Klopp. That's the final word. Like, So is the, so the question then is, guys, and this is the question that I ask you both, um, based on... You know what Shakiri said there. It, it was always curious to me um, that Van Dyke actually chose Liverpool when City were after him. It, it was there was still something in the back of my mind that that made me question what has Klopp sold him to to convince him that he didn't want to play for anybody else other than Liverpool, and he was willing to wait. Is this? team we're seeing now is this team that we saw albeit the clock was going mad on the sidelines for 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 some periods of the game with frustration but is this the vision that he has sold these players now starting to come to fruition do you think that that, that team that we saw and how fluid it was and how devastating it was and you know Umara mentioned earlier on how we completely nullified them with with Completely, utterly isolating Aubameyang completely out of the game. Um, is this now the the start? Because this is what I feel. Is this this Arsenal game? Is that the start of what we're going to see? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. And Dave, don't don't forget. You know, the last game I watched with you was around Christmas time last year in Belfast, and. You know, we were sitting, obviously, with completely different expectations, a completely different place. But we were talking about the same thing about kicking on for the second part of the season. We qualified for the Champions League. We thought if we get to the, the quarterfinals, wow, fantastic! With no illusions of, of going any further, we're in a different place this season. Um, and and it, it's clear that it's been something that that, that has been planned from F, from FSG for from from the day that they came. They wanted to get to this point. It's probably taken them longer than they that they would have liked and believed that probably taking them that way but I think the approach of Klopp you're talking about I think there's fluidity in, in his approach as well he's taken the time in England um, he was getting great he was being lauded in the television here by, by a number of pundits yesterday about you know that he's really sort of taken his experience the, the time that he's, he's been in England and learnt from it and adapted to it and, and that's what we're seeing now maybe with this more fluid approach you know he used to be a 4-3-3 master and that was it you knew what you got with clock was heavy metal football bang 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 you can't run like that in this league um, for, for, for 38 games plus have two comp- or two or three cup competitions going on to see it. it's impossible we saw that last season with what happened in the Champions League he learnt from that as well um, you know, he called it the shit day of, of 2018 that, that when we lost that final. And, like, honestly, I, I think Klopp, at the time, 
you know, he went back and he licked his wounds and he said to himself, this isn't happening again. And he knew clearly, and, and I would dare say that the financial backing, Dave, was there for, for Klopp during those three years, had those players have been available. But Klopp knew, knew what he wanted. Um, you know, and obviously with the assistance of Edwards there, Mike Edwards has done a fantastic job. And, you know, I, I said to you pre-pod, our opposition fans now seem to think that all they need to do is identify a goalkeeper and uh, a centre-back, pay a lot of money for them, and their problems are solved too. But there's a whole, it's much more complex, much more intricate than that. And, you know, the, the, the part that Klopp plays in that cannot be underestimated. It's a, it's a whole team performance, as I say, right from, the, from Carol, the kitchen lady, who I now know her name, to, to, to you know, to, to Boston, basically. It, they're all pulling the one direction. And, and that's where we are as a club at the minute. And that's what's making a difference. And it gives Klopp that freedom to do whatever he wants on the pitch because it, everything he's doing at the moment is, t- is turning to gold. There'll be a, obviously stages where that, won't happen, but right now, right this minute, he's golden. He did a Q&A the other day, I don't know if you guys watched it, um, and he said something about, they asked him what he looks for in a player, and it's not just the player, he looks at the, the way that they are, the character, you know, what kind of person they are, so that's really important in what he looks for as well, it's not just, I mean, he'd never take a Ronaldo type character, no matter how how talented he is, I think he would he just wouldn't want that kind of shit in the team. I think he, he just wouldn't he, want the pot be either genuine, with his emojis yeah, or anything like that. Down to earth, yeah, down to earth players that are genuine, nice guys. You know, I mean, we, we've we've had this um, thing in our squad where we keep saying that they're too nice, they're too nice. I just think that's probably just a side effect of of the kind of player Klopp wants. But you know, if they do the job on the pitch and they're talented enough, then that's fine. But that he he that's really important to him that side of it having that team spirit that camaraderie we talked about the little interviews that they do on the tv and and we we were saying that sometimes it's a bit cringy but it's really really genuine the players I follow them all on Instagram and you see that they they're always hanging out together especially the Brazilian guys or their wives are friends and all this kind of thing and it just really looks like they're all a family. I know it's really it's a cliche, but it, that's exactly the kind of thing he's building. And you can't buy that. You can't. You can spend however millions of pounds you want, and you can buy all the players you want, but you can't buy that. It's like the atmosphere at Anfield. You can't buy it. So we've got some things in our club that other clubs will never have, no matter how much money they spend, and that that annoys them. That pisses them off. And I think that we and adding Klopp to the equation has just put the icing on the cake. The club was special anyway, but, you know, we just didn't have the leadership. Now we've got that leadership and the players have bought into it. And now something special is brewing. And I think that's just the most exciting time at the minute about, you know, to be a Liverpool fan. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, we've seen a number of examples from the players um, recently from the, from the meals that they're putting on for, for people at Christmas um, to the, 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 the parties for the kids that, that Jordan Henderson put on. Salah giving the the penalty to, to Firmino for his hat-trick. Van Dijk ready to trail Socrates across the pitch and throw him into the cop after he started trying to mess with Salah on the way up the tunnel. There is a, a complete togetherness there um, without a shadow of a doubt. And you can underestimate how important that is to how a team performs on the pitch. Um, Umara, just to go back to the squad for a minute, we look strong. Um, it's an, a period of time, and Dave spoke about it earlier on, uh, where Klopp has, has, has worked, worked out 
how to manage a team through a Premier League season. Um, it's eight wins from eight in December, which is absolutely staggering. Um, to play eight matches in 31 days, less than 31 days, and and win every single one of them and concede three goals. It's phenomenal. Um, Gomez has been out. Matip has been out. Milner has been out. Kaida, as Dave said earlier on, hasn't hasn't bedded in yet. And we had the good news earlier on the week that that Oxley Chamberlain is now running again outside and could feature as early as late February. Do you think that there is much more surgery needed on this squad of players? Bearing in mind that the Pulisic rumours that have they've cropped up recently. I don't know with this squad at the minute. It just it does seem quite strong. You do wonder. They, there's a lot of versatility in it, which is good. I mean, if if say for example one of the front three can't play, Shukiri can fill in. Even Kater's been up there, although he hasn't been as effective. But you know, we we still haven't seen. He's like I said, he's been a bit up and down. We haven't seen the best of him yet. So you you'd like to think that there's a, a lot of versatility in this squad. But I do wonder if we did have, God forbid, any injury to anyone, would we struggle, especially in key areas like Van Dyke or Allison or players like that, that you know that are kind of the the mainstay of the team. So there are talks of some people wanting a number 10 or a striker, um, but I just don't know who you'd get because they would be sitting on the bench. So it would be one of those uh, players that you would have to find that nobody knows about, like an Andy Robertson, but but Klopp's so good at that that you know I would fully expect him to to find someone pluck a, a gem out of nowhere somewhere and then you know but it's just the fact that how are you going to accommodate them all um, because when we're fit and, and everything's fine then it's no problem but it's just um, then you've got all these players on the bench that you need to keep happy. Can I answer like, a question for you there, Holmes? Yeah. You know, how do you solve it with keep players happy? You sell the Lana. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lalana. That's another thing. <laughs> he does come on and do some craft turns once in a while. So, listen, cool. I think Lalana <laughs> will have a part to play. Yeah, um, David's a fan. <laughs> listen, a, thankfully, a, fan. a very I'm small not, not part, David. Thankfully, a very, very bit part. Yeah, he, he will play. He will play a bit part, but I think he can be. I think he can be important, and I think that you know he came on. He came on the other week. Um, it was was it against. Was it against Newcastle or was it against... Oh, that's a really good shout. It was against Wolves, great shout-ins, where we just needed to hold on to the ball um, and we needed to retain possession and preferably as far away from our goal as we possibly can. And that's something that he's really good at. Perfect man. He'll just turn and turn and turn and turn and turn. He will. He'll he'll turn, he'll twist, he'll, 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 he'll slow the game down. Now... Let's be honest, a lot of the time we complain about him slowing the game down, but on occasion, slowing the game down can be a real benefit. And he can do that in the last 15 minutes of games when you're 2-1 up or 2-0 up, um, just to really kill it and take this thing out of it and retain possession. So he'll have a part to play. The I want to pose the same question to you, Dave, um, and I want to also throw into the mix there that with, with Harry Wilson on loan at, at Derby, um, having a very, very good season, um, really standing out. I know a lot of uh, you know players like like him who fire free kicks into the top corner from forty five yards are always going to get airtime. 
Um, and you've also got Rianne Brewster, who could be the answer that Umara um, was looking for a moment ago, if he can get fit and if he is of the quality that we all hope that he's at. So what do you think? Do you think that this squad needs another addition? And if so, what? Uh, but Dave, what I'm saying is, if, if we get another addition, there needs to be some outgoing. Um, because you've rightly pointed out, we have, at the moment, some some youth that is touted for big things. And we need to allow a little bit... Um, you know, there's that kid Phillips as well, who apparently is meant to be fantastic as a defender. Yeah, it's disappointing he got injured at yep. the, the time where he might have actually got yep. some games. Um, you've also got Curtis Jones in there. And Ryan um, Kent. Ryan Kent's on loan at Rangers, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about Harry and, Wilson. Now, I think testament to Harry Wilson, Like I, I don't watch a lot of Fulham, but I have seen uh, Lampard in the media waxing lyrical about the kid. Now, that, to me, is high praise. Uh, and I think if if Lampard had an opportunity to buy him, he'd be away. And, and you know, at this moment in time, you know, we could we could fairly use him for set pieces. There's no two ways about it. Don't get me wrong, we're, we're, we're pretty good. Uh, Trent can hit a ball, they can all hit a ball, basically. But, you know, he, he's a specialist at it, um, you know, along the, the sort of Ruben Neves levels. Um, from from what I've been seeing, albeit the championship, Dave. But you look, I, I do think I, I I I honestly think there's something coming. I do. I think January first, tomorrow or whatever, um, or it's not tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, that that they do something like they did with Fabinho and go surprise. Look what we got. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. But if if it reaches sort of the fifth, sixth, seventh, and we haven't signed anybody, I don't expect anybody. Um, but it could come. Uh, you know, if, if they're going to come in, they need to come in early. Um, I think that will be a key to the whole thing. And if someone's coming, it's done already. Um, is the other? But Nabil Fakir. I, 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 I take it no problem. <laughs> but you do need to start thinking about who we start moving out now. Uh, and I know it's probably well, more a summer thing, Dave, when we do that. But there are a couple of candidates there who who. Let's let's be honest. This squad have passed them by, and, and Lallana is one of those. You know, the, our squad now has passed their ability level, and, and that's a I horrible that's thing fair. to say. Uh, and I, I think, no, no I think it's to a fair. It's a fair. No, it's a fair comment, though, David. Is we're we're looking for a higher plane of player now, uh, but one of those holes will certainly appear. Um, I'm not quite sure when, but Sturridge's contract must be up shortly. Well, I, I don't see him staying anyway, Dave. He, um, no, I, I, I don't think he... he I, I would be very, very surprised if he was offered a new contract. Exactly. That's uh, that's more what I'm sort of hinting at. I, I can't see that. I think, um, you know, maybe that allows your Brewster or your Ryan Kent or your, your Harry Wilson in. Um, and, and again, what we've got to remember is, like, we talk about our front three, and those front three can all play in any position. Shakiri can come in and do the same thing. You know, so we're, we're we, we, you know, between midfield and attack, we have such interchange, we have such um, flexibility of player. Um, you know, there, there's very, very few specialists to one area uh, um, from our midfield and and uh, and attacking players. You know, it's obviously our defence, and then the other thing as well. You know, Ohms touched on it about, uh, you know, our defenders stay back. They don't anymore. Van Dijk's in the box more often than bloody Salah at the minute. I, I don't know what's going on. It's as I say, it's just it's it's magnificent. But yeah, I bet well, you I someone's that... covering him then. 
That's the thing. They are, they will but, know kind Fabinho of. Fabinho seems to, to step now. back in when when he goes. Fabinho seems or Wijnaldum seems to step back for him. Or, yeah, you, or and Henderson the, does an awful lot of it as well. Yeah. He's playing that sex role, and that actually. And he was very good as well. Now here, I'm well, a, a, a hater. He was very good when he came on yesterday. <laughs> I, I thought I saw Jordan hit Jordan Henderson for the last what twenty five minutes of that game. I hadn't seen um, in a long time. Um, he was running around like a mad thing, winning tackles all over the place. I think he won one tackle with his head. And then he played this one-two where he, he fizzed it into the middle of the park and it was given back to him. Not a great pass. And then this first-time side foot volley right across the pitch, which was absolutely superb. You want to talk about his shot um, as well in there, Dave? Just may as well. May, may as well go nuts. <laughs> I think he nearly well, killed somebody just, at the back he, end he of the cop. <laughs> well, it's it's funny um, because there was a there was an ironic but humorous and good natured song from the crowd which which yeah. followed that, <laughs> um, and I think you know the crowd are now starting to are now starting to really buy into this team um, because it was the same after the after the after the first goal after Arsenal scored the crowd lifted after Arsenal scored. Um, and we haven't been able to say that very often. Well, you see, Dave, um, you're talking about the last. You're talking about midfield there, and you have you know, like James Milner's getting on. There's no two ways about it. Still top performer, top pro, but you know we we can't defy the clock. And and you know it's it's how much longer James Milner is going to have the. Lead. There's no sign of it stopping at the minute. I may add, it's just a question for the future. Um, you know. How much longer can Milner's legs keep going? And to me, it's Lalana, Henderson, and Milner, and, and and how it's Milner, but it's just because of his age, would be the ones that you're looking at to maybe move on uh, as candidates to move on. I could be completely off the chart with this, Dave, but that's as I see it. Would you agree with it? I would absolutely not no. agree that Jordan Henderson's going to get moved on. Jordan Henderson's, just, Jordan Henderson's just signed a five-year contract. That is not to protect his value in the market. As much as you want it, Dave, it's not happening. It's because, I, and, yeah, and, it's, and I'm slowly, you know, that's, that's the stages of acceptance. You know, I'm slowly, I'm, slowly yeah. I think I'm stage four of acceptance that Jordan Henderson's going nowhere. But that then makes me worry that Milner maybe is, because I would like to see him finish his career. Um, imagine you know. Imagine he is vice cap. We win the league. He he's going to be an iconic figure for us. And, and you know his heroics in the Champions League, the heroics of like, his blood and guts performances, and, mo- and he's spilt blood and guts in the pitch. For he, he's he's you know at this moment in time, he is going to be remembered. For uh, you Dave, know, I, I, Dave, absolutely. But to come to your question, um, you know you don't need to move James Milner on to create a space in the squad for someone else. He, it might be in two years' time that he's playing, he's making five starts and five substitute appearances for Liverpool, but the value of having him around the squad, on the training pitch, in the changing room, is invaluable. Um, you know, his professionalism is lauded by anyone who has ever played with him. He is a leader. He is, is one of the, you know, the senior player committee that they have there that, that organise whatever it is that they organise. And, you know, he's one of the players that Trent mentioned going and, and talking to and, and seeking advice from. And, you know, he's a winner and he's won two league titles and he knows how to win. Um, so we don't need to, we don't need to essentially actively move these players on if they have an additional value like Milner does 
to other than just on the pitch, if you see what I mean. But like Colo in his day, because he brought us something that we didn't have at that time. Uh, absolutely, and he, let's be honest, he played a lot more matches than I would have liked him to. But uh, yeah, but how could pitch, you dislike him? You know, that's, the, well, that, he was infectious. But that's it. <laughs> but that's it, and it was it was similar to it was similar to. Um, the goalkeeper at Barcelona, Pinto, who only ever played the cup games, but was an absolutely key member of the dressing room. And it was spoken about lots. Uh, one of the leaders in the changing room. Um, and the value of that, we don't see with the naked eye. You don't you don't see that. And you never seem to factor that in when you're, when you're watching the game of football. But as we talked about earlier on, and as Umar very well put that, you know, and yourself, Dave, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes to make a successful football team that you can't underestimate the part that some of these players play, even if they're not on the pitch very often. So, can we talk about I City think, yet? No, can we talk? Or, well, is it okay I, I to talk about City? Say, like, like I, think, I can't wait to talk I about think, City. <laughs> I think it's about time we talked about City. So, um, oh God, let Dave go first. If I let Dave go first, he might not get to speak, but all right then. No, ladies first, let, uh, let him go. I'll just go talk at... over him, don't worry. No, 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 I'll, I'll talk over him. I disagree with everything. No, I'm joking. Go let him go first, it's fine. All right. He's obviously he's right. clearly bursting. <laughs> okay, ladies first, Dave. So, um, cheers. <laughs> this, this game is is massive. They're, they're not playing particularly well at the moment in comparison to what we saw earlier on this season. They've, they've said that Fernandinho's been a big mess. He was back today. They won 3-1. But, Dave, they haven't kept a clean sheet in 10 matches. They've conceded in each of their last 10 games. And it's 15 goals they've conceded in that time. Um, I think that there are chinks in City's armour. I think there's cracks starting to show. Well, I know you're looking forward to the game. I know we're all looking forward to the game. Certainly. But do you think? Do you think we'll go there? Do you think we'll go there to absolutely nail them? To absolutely drive a nail into their coffin, or will we go there and be happy for the point? I think we'll go there absolutely with a single-minded mentality of winning and winning well, Dave. Like, why wouldn't you coming off the the the, the recent results? Um, you know, at the end of the day, this is this is the time that these players, if they are the real deal, need to back themselves. Like, let's let's be honest. If if any one of us has given a point right here, right now, we're taking it because it does nothing for City. City need to win this game. City absolutely, positively have to win this game. They absolutely, positively had to win the game in the Champions League when when we went there the last time we saw how that ended. City are under pressure, um, and like you know. I said as well, you know, Ums and I used to talk about, you know, if we get the Christmas, maybe one or two points, you know, in front or behind them. You know, what have I shouted this? What have I ch- We're going there seven points ahead of them. We could potentially leave there ten points ahead of them. Now, if you're going to tell me that Klopp's going to go, you know, lads, draw's fine. Klopp's going to be preparing for nothing else but a win. And as you said, the cracks are there, Dave. I'm not saying that City are shit. Not in any way. There's a really good football team. A really, really good football team. But we're a better football team at this moment in time, for my money. Uh, and certainly our form 
um, everything. The form book can basically go out the window for it because it, 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 it has a cup final feel to it. You know, one of those games. Um, albeit maybe less so with going in seven points ahead if we'd been only the one like we thought at the start the start of uh, December it had been a completely different thing. we're in a different place looking at this game all of a sudden um, you know uh, there was a stage maybe early November mid-November I was I was looking forward with dread because it's where, where it could all fall apart so things weren't just fantastic for us everything just wasn't working for us but the, it is now it's starting to all fall in just at the time that they're wobbling and you know, look, I, I, honestly, it, it's it's. I, I'm glad that they won today. I'm glad that we're not going there ten points ahead because it would seem too much. Um, uh, you know, if we lose this game, it's only four. That doesn't four doesn't sound a whole lot. You you know what I mean? Whereas if you're going ten, you're going to, to, to seven. It's still a big gap. So in keeping our focus, not that I believe that it would drop anyway. The, the, this crowd that we have at the moment just look to be the most focused group. United on every front, and and that's just what I'm not seeing from City at the moment. They have problems at fullback. Um, Delph got himself. I think he's even suspended. Um, they were they were playing the kid there today. Before I can't forget it. Yeah, today. it was Zinchenko today, and he was at fault for the goal yeah, as well. Yeah, he 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 was at fault for that goal. And as I say, like I Net- think, however, he he has played. I think he didn't. He play Laporte at left back the last time against us. Yeah, I think he did. So. I can imagine he'll probably go Laporte there. Well, you're, that's actually doing us a favour, Dave, because Laporte is great in the middle. And that then means you're looking sort of probably Otamendi and Stones, which I fancy our boys having a crack at. Um, you know, just at this moment. And look, Fernandinho or no Fernandinho, the, the, there, was, there was a guy put stats out on, on City with and without Fernandinho. They're, 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 they're negligible. You know what I mean? It's 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 point something of a difference he makes. It's not it's not massive, and you know at, at this moment in time, I'm, I'm sure Fabinho wants his uh, Fernandinho shirt in in that Brazil squad. He don't want to play left back and right back for Brazil. He wants to play in the midfield, and to and I, I think you're going to see Fabinho start this game, and I think he's going to trample all over uh, Fernandinho, just to, to, because it's a battle of the Brazilians as well for for the national team here. It, it's a fascinating little sub battle in it, um, and well, Gabi Jesus couldn't have a fucking Kai's arse with a banjo at the minute. Um, he's no threat to us. Uh, Firmino, as I say, coming back into form again. Uh, Dave, the omens are there. I, I, I honestly, I don't see us losing. I expect us to win. Uh, I think a draw is is th- the worst that we're doing. I think we're in the ascendancy at the moment, and I believe that we know it, and, and I believe that we're confident and we believe in ourselves enough that we're going to go there and do it. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was a fairly easy question. Um, you're going to get a, a much more difficult one. Um, it's up to me whether I answer it or not. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Um, I, I, fir- I firmly believe. I firmly believe that that a season is made up of opportunities, um, and I think that that this is a big opportunity for us. And when opportunities present themselves, you really need to go and seize them. I think this team has the mentality to do that. I, in fact, I don't think this team has any other sort of mentality. So. Um, with that in mind, Ooms, I feel that we're very much in their heads. I feel we're very much in Guardiola's head. We know the quotes from the documentary. Um, they haven't beaten us in four. The last time they beat us was that crazy 5-0 five, five game. I Manny sent when, off. When, when Manny mm. was sent off early on, which, let's be honest, the way the first 20 minutes panned out, it really could have gone 
could, could have, anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. So Pep managed to to get himself a credible draw at Anfield, where there wasn't much between the two sides. Um, it's the first time we've really seen him compromise. Um, is is playing style like really compromise it because it was more than just a tweak. What do you think he'll do with the consideration that Dave put that they really do need to go and try and win this match? He's going to have to go all out, isn't he? I just, but then again, you know, I don't know if you saw the post match after Southampton today, and I think he said some things about Liverpool are the best team. I think he was taking the pressure off of whatever his mind games were. He does look a little bit down. If that's what I wouldn't say yeah. defeated or he does look at it. I was concerned. My, yeah, my niece, I gave my niece the Pep Guardiola um, autobiography for her birthday, I think it was. And she was telling me yesterday that apparently he ta- he's obsessive about defeats. She read it and it, it was one of the reasons he left Barcelona because he couldn't deal with it. Now, I don't know how many well, games he lost there or what it He's was. looked more like Jose Mourinho than anybody well. else recently. He's, yeah. he's dishevelled he and everything. Take, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't take it well, but they do have to go all out because, as we just said, they need the points more than we do. But then again, I'm thinking they might be happy with the draw considering the situation that, that they find themselves in at the minute because we could go there and we could beat them well. I mean... It sounds crazy. It's at the Etihad and everything, and you know you wouldn't expect us to be thinking like that. We, you know, you would think that we would be the ones happy with the draw. Although we know we're not going to play that way. We know that Klopp doesn't. And we know that players won't. Obviously, this is if we can't, for for whatever reason, if they manage to stifle our attack or whatever it is, then obviously worst case scenario for us a draw. But they they desperately need the points. They need to close this gap because if we beat them or even if we draw, I don't think that they're going to come back from that. Um, they're going to find themselves still under pressure, um, and they will have, you know, they're not going to play us again after that. So it's just they have to come all out, and that's going to that's going to be good for us. I think it's just I can't I can't think that he's going to go practical about it and you know be safe about it. But on the other hand, I can understand if you would as well because he does look like he's shit scared of us at the minute. Well, that's the thing, Omar, isn't it that? Who knows, the last, the, really? The, 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 uh, the last time he tried to go all out against us was when they were 3-0 down um, in the second leg of the Champions League. And they absolutely battered us for 45 minutes. And we won 2-1. Um, so I'm sure that will play into his mind. I'm sure he's not going to consider going that gung-ho again. But Dave, he can't go for the draw know, again, Dave, can he? Because he came to Anfield well, with that in mind. He can't, well, he, he can't he, go for that at home. Surely, as he can't. You're seven points can't. behind in, in in the title race. You're in front of your well, a few home fans, the ones that bother to turn up. Um, but you know where I'm coming from. You can't get away from that as a top club at home, fucking sitting. Don't defend. underestimate them at the Etihad. They're bringing a drum this time. I don't know if you've seen. They're gonna bring <laughs> I'm a trembling, drum. trembling at the thought. <laughs> Are they going to go bang, bang, bang? <laughs> Imagine that. Oh. Are there any plastic flags? No? Anything like that? No? <laughs> Maybe a couple more, yeah, extra, a few extra. To go with our half and yes. half scarves, right? Stop this. I don't know whether he's, <laughs> I don't know whether he's seen this number, but my dad started calling it the empty hat. 
That's an old one, Dave. That's an old one. That's an old one. Is it an old one? I yeah, hadn't heard that one before. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and, and, and you but know that what? Very, that that, that very be, makes me laugh. But he that did, could yeah. be the, the 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 empty aspect of the, of it all. Could be a major. It's, it's it's almost like a point toss in in the if, if if this becomes a title run, a really tight, close battle, you know, and our fans are a twelfth man for us at home. They don't have that on the home, at home, on the road, anywhere. They you know they have fans. They're not the most vocal. They walk away very easily, um, and, and it's just another advantage to us. Um, when you're talking about overhauling that homes, it, it, if they don't get a result against us, I, I'm I'm with you. I don't see them overhauling us. But seven points is better than ten, so that's why I'm thinking: is Pep gonna then? I suppose he'll 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 see how the game goes in the first maybe first half thirty minutes, or whatever. He's gonna check it, see how we play as well. Because I can't, I don't expect us to do anything different to what we've been doing at home or away or anything. I do not expect us to be going, um, you know, uh, careful, playing carefully or anything like that. Like you said, fully expect us to go all out, but. I just just wonder whether he's thinking, you know what, seven is better than ten. I've I have a feeling. Well, I, you know what, I, I I don't know, I, I don't know, but there's a chance that that he could try and keep it tight till seventy, and then try and blitz us. Yeah. Um, but that really doesn't seem like him. Pep's tried loads of different things, crazy things sometimes. Like I remember he tried going like. Literally man for man when he took Baron to Barcelona and they got torn apart. But I just don't see him doing that. But Dave, I think this is the thing. I can imagine Guardiola sitting from from the final whistle at uh, at St Mary's Blue right up until 8 o'clock on, on Thursday night trying to decide how to approach this game. And I don't think Klopp is going to have that pressure and that stress and those decisions to make so what do you think he'll do you're asking my team selection well I all right well okay, team selection. Enough. well I was trying to put it a bit more eloquently but yes tell me who you think will play well Mengele <laughs> deserves a start Dave so like straight away <laughs> no uh, like you know you're back four I, I don't think we've we've any options at the moment I'm I'm, I'm starting to get just there, a, a tinge of worry about Andy Robinson running himself into the ground I truly am beginning to worry about it. He needs a break after this. Please, God, you can give him a break. Well, um, I think he's been given the last 10 off in the last two or three matches. But it's still, Dave. Um, and then we, he's yeah, a lot of minutes and have, a lot of kilometres under, uh, uh, under the belt this season. You should send him away for a few days. He should be nowhere near that FA Cup tie against Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's probably what will happen. So let's say he's, let's say he's going he's gonna to do what Andrew Robertson does and he's going to be fucking a million miles an hour for yeah. 90 minutes. Uh, but then, Where else do we go? Well, midfield for me, it's Genie and Fabinho. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. Shit, is Milner, do you think Milner's back for this game? Is he even in, uh, should I, I consider him? I think he might be. I but, think he'll be on the bench. I don't think he'll be. I don't think he'll be in contention to start. Not well, see, game. The, yeah, it's yeah. a question then for the midfield of what, what does he go for, robust or creative? And I think that's going to be the 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 main. And I, I have a feeling he maybe starts robust. Um, I don't think it's a game for Naby Keita. No. And honestly, if you really want my opinion, with City where they are at the minute, for me it's Shaq, and the front three do the, do their own thing. Yeah, I, I'd play Shaq. I really so would. the same eleven then. The same eleven. 
Okay, fair enough. Ums, any advance? I mean, I'd like to see that same eleven. I'm just a bit worried that they played a couple of days earlier. Well, from Thursday, it will have been a couple of days. I and think with you, the it's double, days, the, the it's double not pivot, uh, you know, of of Genie and and Fabinho allows you even even at City, given where they are, I think it allows you to play Shaq. Maybe so. I. I'm fairly convinced Henderson starts. Yeah, I was going to say, in I fact, think I'll he tell comes you, I'm back. absolutely certain Henderson starts. I'm fa- I think that's the reason he gets Newcastle. I think that's the reason he doesn't get Arsenal. So um, in place of Wijnaldum then? Because I like Hendo and Fabinho. I like, I like Fabinho in the equation. I think he goes Henderson, Fabinho, Wijnaldum from okay, the start. That's good. And then he goes the front three, I think. And then I think that as they tire because they look a bit leggy. Not Spurs leggy, but they look a bit leggy. Um, and I think that if we don't have the job done, um, we we look to Shaq from the bench um, and maybe try and switch it that way. But I can imagine that he'll start with the 4-3-3 as he seems to do in the big games. But who knows? I was surprised to see Kiri You don't started. think there's a curveball at all, Dave, in there? Because I do. I think there's a curveball. Just to, just to give Pep something to think, because Pep is, I guarantee you, preparing for 4-3-3. Well, he may well be preparing for 4-3-3, but, you know, he's prepared for 4-3-3 before. It fucking hasn't got him very far, has it? I know, but then you so, throw him another. You throw him another curve, and I think this is—you know—you're talking about two guys that are going head to head here at the top of their game. You know, they're 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 top managers, and Klopp and him are always going to tr- be trying to outthink each other. And I think you know the fact that Klopp has been labelled this one-trick pony with a four-three-three. I, I think Klopp would quite like to show him, and that—that's why I'm going with that, Dave. Maybe so. Um, it's a. It's, do you know what? If if nothing else, it's going to be an absolutely fascinating game of football. Um, it's the biggest game of the season, the biggest league game of the season. It's probably, without trying to be too hyperbolic here, the biggest game in European football this season so far. Um, it's absolutely huge. All eyes across the continent will be on it. Um, I think that the win... The points aside, I think the psychological blow it will hit them may be too much for them to recover from. I was just um, going to say, sorry, David, can I just cut in? Because I was just going to say the same thing. That That's why I'm thinking he might be a little bit more careful because a defeat would be much more psychologically damaging than a draw for them. For us, even if we lose, I don't think it will affect us that much. I just think then he, you might actually, it's going to be the opposite. You might see him being all pragmatic about it rather than going all out which is what he should be doing I just think if we beat them and we beat them well they're not going to recover at all psychologically from it it's like the Arsenal game in that in 2013-14 I think Wenger even said they never recovered from it well they took a long time for them to recover from the thrashing that Liverpool gave them in that first 20 minutes well it looks it looks like they still haven't recovered from it and I was actually looking at this um, when I was watching the match yesterday and I was trying to think how many of those? How many of the players that played in that game actually played um, yesterday? Um, I, I, you know, Ramsey was there. Iwobi was there. I know Ozil wasn't on the pitch, but he was there. Um, 
Bearin wasn't on the pitch, but he was there. And we've talked about how all those, you know, it's not just the, the players in the pitch, it's, it's everything factored in. But I think they're still traumatised from that. And we have a good record at City. We have a good record at the Etihad. The, the 5-0 aside, you know, um, I remember 3-2 wins. I remember 4-1 wins. Uh, we went there. Um, in the Champions League last year. It's not year. a cauldron, Dave. That's the problem. It's not a cauldron of noise that we're facing. It's a very tame place to go. It's not scary. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you're not getting the verbals, basically, that you would get from an, another club of that stature. No, you're right. Um, but at the same time, I think, I think we're in their heads, like we're in Arsenal's heads. Um, and I think that, as you rightly said a few weeks ago, Dave we haven't just been playing them on the pitch. We've been playing them in their heads every time they set foot on any pitch um, for about the last eight weeks, um, at least. So we will see, but three points could be absolutely pivotal here for either side. Um, Dave, give me a prediction. 3-1, we win. Oh, I like it. Umara? Oh, I hate predictions. Um... 2-0 for us. Okay. I am going to go a crazy 1-0 to Liverpool. Wouldn't that be the maddest score ever? 1-0 to Liverpool? Never happened. Never fucking happened. I know. It would be the maddest score ever. I just feel... I, I'm, I'm giving them a goal out of respect because they're City. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think... I don't think it will be as... And I think the, 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 the Arsenal game and how it panned out fresh in our mind, I don't think it will be anything do, do, like do that. You recall, do you recall um, our meeting at Anfield earlier on? And, you know, it was mouse-watering. It was going to be the game of the well, season. Well, yeah, Fucking okay. nil-nil. So, yeah. <laughs> nil-nil. The game so, of the season. Yeah. So, I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm actually feeling, feeling a bit happier with my prediction now. So, yeah. yeah. We, weren't, we weren't clicking up front then. We seem to be clicking now. Up front as well. Yeah, so. they were. They're not now. That's... We are three one. Yeah, so it's the opposite <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's us, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Um, Dave, anything to plug before we um, wrap things up? Ah, uh, narco, nar- narco's, your... narco's Mexico. Get watch it. Oh, it's really every good. week. Every it's really week. good. Really, really good. All right. All right. Um, have you yeah, have you written your poem yet? No, I haven't. I'm just I say stuff and then I don't do anything. <laughs> I should do really. You're, Maybe you're turning let's in get the city game out of the way. <laughs> let's get this city game out of the way and then you know we'll have a bit of a break, won't we? Apart from the FA okay. Cup, but you know, whatever. All right, let's that'll get this do. One done. Yeah. I think that's fair. All right, as ever I'm plugging the Reds. See you after the city game. <laughs> <laughs>